hello and welcome everyone to Season 2, Episode 1 of I'm Not Sold with Shoal Holmes. Today I want to introduce Mr. Uh, Jim Brown, and he's with Brown & Co. Property Inspections. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. My first podcast. So, uh, Oh, sorry. Clearly my first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you. Uh, got the new studio set up. Beautiful. You're the first victim to come try it out with us. Oh, I didn't realize I was the first. Okay. Well, yeah. it looks great. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> yep. Very fun so far. We're constantly modifying things to make it a better experience for everyone and try yeah. to keep it as casual as possible. So, okay. Hopefully you're comfortable enough to tell us about what you do, mm-hmm. what inspired you to get into the realm that you're in, mm-hmm. and how you're loving it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, uh, again, yeah, my name's Jim Brown, uh, Brown & Co. Property Inspections. I got into the home inspection industry back in 2015, 2016. Uh, signed on with a small local firm here. I was their first new inspector. Uh, worked with the owner of that company to grow the, that company to a multi-state, multi-inspector firm. And um, finally, after about six, seven years of that, my wife and I decided it was time we tried that on our own. So here in a year later, we're still cruising along. We have uh, two, two additional inspectors on our team now and uh, just been out there, you know, meeting awesome agents and, uh, you know, awesome, awesome uh, companies like yours. And yeah, so excited to be here and have a little chat. Yeah. All right? We mentioned before in the, the pre-chat that you took a leap of faith to get into this situation yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So yeah, my wife and I, uh, so I was full-time with, with that inspection company and uh, my wife was a full-time nurse at Mayo Clinic. Okay. And, uh, with that came all the, you know, the benefits and t- PTO and things that come with being a, you know, in, in a position like that <laughs> yeah. and, and things that families, you know, tend to rely on and get comfortable having. So, you know, it was, it was scary to walk away from all that, but, um, you know, we just put our heart into it. We're genuine. We're honest with people. We, we value relationships and um, it's it's paid off. You know, it's it's been a great ride so far. Well, there's a particular reward in itself of being your own boss too. Yeah. You know, being yeah. self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more work. I can speak firsthand from this. Yes, there is. You got to be a lot more committed and time off is a little harder to find. It is hard to find. And when you find it, it's tough to remember that it's time off. <laughs> you know? Your brain's always in work mode. Yeah, yeah. you're kind of, it's like, oh, I there's probably something I should be doing right now. There has to be something I should be doing, but my wife think, you know, is so good at, at reminding me that no, it's, it's time to take a break. Yeah. Which is well, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Good to have someone like that can Absolutely. pull you back and yeah. then put you back in the game when it's time to, to make some money. She so. does. Yeah. Yeah, she does. <laughs> got to remind you, Hey, we got bills to pay. So get out there. Yes, we do. So you've got two inspectors with you. Yeah. Do you do a lot of on-site stuff yourself or do you more manage them? Or are you staying busy? I'm still too? very, very much hands-on in the field. So our inspector, Aaron, he's, he's off on his own, meaning, you know, he's out there, you know, doing an inspection on his own. He'll still send me, you know, photos of things, uh, if something looks a little off, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is great. You know, um, he's, he's not a newer inspector, but he hasn't done as many as I have. I've performed well over 3000 plus inspections at this point, trained hundreds of inspectors along the way. There's a certain number of inspections you have to do to get your credentials, right? Well, so before you become a licensed inspector, you have to do 30 parallel inspections. Okay. So yeah, so an inspector in training, so to speak, has to find somebody that that can they can kind of tag along with for 30 inspections. So that initial step into the field is kind of tedious then for a new yeah, inspector. It is. Yeah, that's the hard part. You gotta right? know. It's who you know, right? Just it about. is who you know, and it's a little easier than when I did it. I had to call around and kind of find someone who would who would take me. <laughs> You're right. And I, you know, I paid them 70 bucks a pop which mm-hmm. was actually a pretty good deal at the time. 
Okay. Um, but nowadays, companies kind of advertise that they do it. There's a few schools. I actually teach at one of the brick-and-mortar schools here in the Phoenix area, and they have a parallel program. Really? Yeah. What's the name? Oh, do you want to tell us what the name of the school is? The the name of the school? Yeah. Oh, man. It's so bad that I forget the name. It's a, an abbreviation. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's all good. It's all good. Before we go, I, I really do need to, to uh, give them a – what do you call that? Do you uh, want to give them a shout-out? Yeah, shout-out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, Certainly. it's a simple name, and I'm, I'm the worst for not remembering it right now. I got goldfish brain a lot of time. Brain fog yeah. is very common we'll with me. We'll remind everybody. It's still kind of early. See, for those out there listening, when you start your own business and start doing your own stuff, you forget about the small details. You totally do. And learning how to tie your shoes again is probably one of the hardest things. So Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem at all. Okay, so... Let's talk about the type of inspections that you guys do, um, mostly because someone says they're a home inspector. Does that mean they're qualified to do every kind of inspection, or do you have to have additional credentials and certifications? Yeah. That's a good question. So in order to become a home inspector in the state of Arizona, yeah, you, you basically have to do a certain amount of schooling, certain amount of parallel inspections, submit a bunch of mock reports, things like that, and you, and you supply it all to the state board, okay. board of technical registration. And then at that point, you are allowed to do home inspections and that can be on on any residential property and they define it as i believe uh, a multi multi-family building of four units or less right same thing with the general contractor's license there you go right so beyond that you can do commercial i don't even think you need an arizona home inspector license to do commercial property inspections Is that right? yeah yeah they don't really govern that um interesting <clears throat> so that umbrella you can cover all new builds and remodels and all that stuff to, yeah, so so as far as like the state board, yeah, mm -hmm. you can do um, new builds. Even that, I mean, so yeah, I think if you were to do, but like a pre-drywall inspection, I don't even think you need to be a licensed home inspector for that, honestly. Really? I, yeah, because it's not according to the Arizona state standards. They have this whole standards of practice document that you have to follow. Sure. You know? I mean, me as a consumer, I probably wouldn't hire someone to inspect unless they have those credentials. Because mm -hmm. what the consumer is actually paying for is the liability, right? They're paying for the security and the insurance of what you're carrying. Yes, So absolutely. So anyone listening out there that says, hey, I'm going to have my uncle inspect this to make sure it's right. There's no recourse if he finds something and doesn't disclose it. So absolutely make not. Sure, make sure you hire someone like Jim who's going to be honest with you and find the little things that a lot mm -hmm. of people might overlook and we'll get it corrected for you. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we're required to carry insurance and uh, it, it's a nice amount of insurance we're required to carry. And it's not so much because we're humans out there. Uh, we're not robots. Not yet. I hope that. Um, <laughs> well, Tesla is trying to put a bunch yeah. of robots out there. So you might have your job taken. Oh, over. no. So, I mean, we can't see everything. We literally can't. And I use I use thermal cameras. All my guys use thermal cameras, moisture meters. That's some pretty cool like technology. That. It's very, very important to, to see. You can't see through walls, but you can see what's going on in walls. Mm -hmm. Maybe what's not going on in walls. And that could be a huge difference between someone that's not using that and just does a, does, excuse me, does a visual inspection. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it looks fine, but... Your eyes don't tell you everything yeah. um, at all. So I, I feel like we're better equipped to see some things that maybe other people aren't. Uh, but nonetheless, that's why we have to carry insurance is because things can happen. Um, and it is, you know, protection for the buyer. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't want it to ever go down that road because mm -hmm. that's not fun for anybody. The idea is to try to figure it out while you're there, you know, but we're only there two, three, maybe four hours, depending on the size of the house. So we, we have to look at everything. Sure. And we have to try to find everything. And like we were saying just before we started here, uh, $10 fix before you hang up the drywall and close everything up. Mm-hmm could be a $10,000 fix a oh, year down absolutely. the road. Absolutely. Yeah, for the 
that's the thing with the um, like the new home inspections. You mm-hmm. know, we go in there in pre-drywall phase. There's no insulation up. There's no drywall. Everything's wide open. Mm-hmm. And th- what tends to happen? People ask me all the time, "Do I really need this inspection?" It's like it, it, it absolutely is a great idea because things happen on these new builds. You know, a tradesman will come in, say, um, you know, electrician. There's a HVAC register kind of in the way of their can light. You know, there, maybe there was a mix up on the plans or something or someone read the plans wrong. So they move that register out of the way. They just kind of tuck it up into the ceiling and they hang their can light. You know, we see that kind of thing all the time. Mm-hmm. We're, and and I see the drywall stacked on the ground like it's going in. Right. Someone needs to come put this HVAC register back, mm-hmm. you know. And that's just an example of, of the kind of thing. I mean, we see broken trusses. You know, they bring these trusses out on a flatbed. Mm-hmm. And they have a crane on site and one by one they install them if one breaks you know they don't shut down operation right and wait for the 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 new trust to come in they probably are going to put the broken one in and fix it probably fix it it doesn't always get fixed you know so and and that fix is infinitely easier yeah before drywall and insulation goes in what i can say having a little bit of experience in the building realm Mm -hmm. is that there's so many different trades working at the same time yeah if someone's scheduled october 3rd to be there and the guy that was there before them is not finished. Yeah. Sometimes they won't care. They'll no. They got to keep moving. They keep moving. Yeah. Which is more work for, say, example, the electrician that forgot to pigtail some wires behind the wall. Exactly. Then they got to bust it out and fix it. But if that gets overlooked, mm-hmm. it's going to get missed. It's going to get missed. Yeah. So. There's and I, I spent a lot of years as an electrician before I got into this. Oh, world. did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I was a I was an apprentice electrician here in the Phoenix area, mostly on commercial. Okay. Uh, starting way back in like 2004. And uh, there was a there was a phrase in that world, and I have all the respect in the world for the tradesmen, I really do. But mm-hmm. but some take more pride in the work than others. And there was a there was a phrase I used to hear all the time that was um, it looks good for my kitchen, which always kind of made me cringe a little bit. Oh, okay. So my <laughs> twist on that is I can't see it from my house. There so. you go. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, same thing. So. I've actually said those words a few times because I'm sure. Yeah, I'm very yeah. critical of my work. Yeah, and you know. ADD and OCD come into play, yeah. and you can you can sit there and try to fidget with something for three hours, making it perfect. But eventually, you have to walk away and say, "Okay, that's good enough." You mm-hmm. know, I can't see it from my house, and if the homeowner passes off on it, we're good to go. Yeah, right. It can't always be perfect. It Get can't close. be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. It, you know, the best you can do is is often good enough. You know, but maybe not always. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, what a lot of new homeowners or, or potential home buyers don't understand about new builds also is. A builder is going to offer a warranty on their property for a period of what is it, twelve months? They they typically will one time. Well, so and and again, you know, the registrar contractors says two years. Mm-hmm. They have to warranty their work for two years. But what they typically um, at least explain, you know, in layman's terms to the buyer is that after a period of one year, they'll come through and make you know minor repairs. Usually, what they're alluding to are like um, you know drywall cracks, stucco cracks, cracked tile flooring grout. Which could be indicative of much bigger problems. It absolutely can be indicative of of much, much bigger problems. Yeah, absolutely. So Um, do you have a procedure? I mean, you obviously work with brokers and realtors. And do they call you at the 11-month mark and say, hey, we want you to come back in and inspect this property. You know, we'll pay you you for another inspection. mm -hmm. Just make sure everything's up to code. Make sure everything's up to par. And we don't see any big issues that could be huge issues in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. The 11-month warranty, thats a, that accounts for a large volume of our business. Um, it really, really? Yeah, a large okay. volume of it. Absolutely. We'll, we'll do one. And then in newer communities like that, people are... Um, they're excited about the community. You know, they're on their like local Facebook group, for yeah. example. You know, so our company just 
everybody starts talking about it, you know, and we start, we'll get, you know, a couple calls in one day in the same neighborhood. No know, that's not every day, but, but that does happen. Um, so it's more, you know, a homeowner, you know, kind of just catching wind of it. It's, it's not, you know, out there in the world that this is a common thing. I don't think not yet, but it's becoming more commonplace for, you know, buyers of new homes sure. to hire a third party inspector. Um, you know, and, and rely less on the city inspector to, to catch everything. Sure. Right. The city inspector works for the city and, and they make sure the building is safe for, for generations. Sure. If you think about it that way, whereas a home buyer is buying it for them and for their family for seven years, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, so it is different, you know, they care about the little things. Um, and they care about maybe, you know, the, the little headaches that could become moderate headaches that could become big headaches. You know, whereas I, I, it's a, just a little different than the city inspector, you know, is going to look at it for them. I agree. I yeah. agree with you 100%. One question I have about that is yeah. as an inspector during your 11th month, you know, we'll call it a checkup because mm-hmm. that's essentially what it is, making sure everything's still working the way it's supposed to. Pretty much, yeah. Do you have like a common pattern you see of certain things that are often issues or is it pretty yeah. pretty different across the board? It, it is pretty different across the board. Um you see the same things on every house, okay. little drywall cracks, little stucco, stucco cracks. It's just not a big deal, but we document them. We take photos, we put little locations and it, it kind of creates a little bit more of a roadmap. I think for the, for the people that are going to come out and do some repairs, mm-hmm. which the buyer feels the, our client feels good about that. Um, but we do see things that are kind of head scratchers sometimes, you know, where we'll go up on a, on a roof and, architecturally speaking, you know, sometimes roofs hit walls and, and you can't see them from the ground yeah. um, and you'll go up there and walk a corner and all of a sudden there's a wall that you can't see from the ground with no siding on it or something like that. Oh man. Yeah. Pretty wild. You know, um, we've seen that. That Roof, could be bad news. If it, gets it could missed. be bad news. Yeah. Luckily after a year, you know, maybe, maybe nothing bad's happened yet. So does your team get up there on the roof or do you guys use drones to do all that stuff? We are licensed drone pilots. In okay. order to fly a drone commercially, you do have to be licensed or certified by the FAA. Uh, if we can walk on a roof, you know, a single story roof, we'll always walk it. But a lot of times it's just tough two, with two like, stories. It's, it's well, tough to get up there. Also the tile shingles, they're very fragile too. So if you're walking yeah. out there, I'm not a small person. So if it's, I'm up there clanking around, yeah, you, you might cause careful. more damage. You, yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> you can't be up there heavy footing it. I, uh, I did solar for years. So electrician, then solar, then, then, um, home inspection. So okay. I've spent a short lifetime on tile roofs. Um, well, it's good so to know. You learn, you learn how to walk carefully and gently. I'm not, I'm not a tiny guy either, but I can walk on a roof like a small person. You, you, can, you can Peter Pan it up there. I can, yeah, I can tiptoe. Yeah. Uh, so in the real estate side of things, you might not see this as much as we do. Say we have someone that wants to purchase a home mm-hmm. and their father-in-law was a contractor back in the 80s. He knows everything about a house. He goes in and says, the house is good. We don't need an inspection. Right. Now, my job is to say, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Why wouldn't you... Why would you risk something like that? Because mm-hmm. this man who might have all the credentials and experience to say it's in good condition, there's no security behind that because if something were to happen, there's no recourse. Right. So that's why I always encourage them to hire someone that's actually trained, mm-hmm. has insurance for this purpose that can go in here, give you an honest opinion mm-hmm. and actually find things. Yeah. One thing that I find with um, some of the most beautiful homes, they have to find something and they will. And sure. they'll pick the place apart. Just like you were saying just a moment ago that you can find someone's dream home. They want it. They don't care what's wrong with it, but you go in and your job is to pick it apart and almost make them hate it and say, are you sure you want this? Because there's, there's things that are wrong with this house. An expense of 30, $40,000 is going to cost you the next three years. Mm -hmm. 
Otherwise, they wouldn't have had an inspector do that because they would have trusted their father-in-law or a friend or a cousin or something like that. So yeah. I'm not sold on the fact of not using an inspector. Yeah. And I really do appreciate what you guys do as much as you guys are, can be a pain in the neck on the mm -hmm. other side of the oh, deal. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> I've lost a few transactions which selling the house inspector yeah. come in and said you guys aren't allowed to sway in one way or another i understand that yeah. but if you we're point out to. we're not supposed to no <laughs> unless there's some kind of ties that we don't know about no no, no. <laughs> um but uh you know you find things yeah. and you can turn someone off from a house that they love five minutes ago to say never mind this is this is not at all what i want Absolutely. so there's, there's a lot of value in what you guys do mm -hmm. so i want to say thank you from our side because you're saving us a lot of headaches as a broker as a realtor i don't want my agents out there selling a home and Two years later or three years later, whatever it is, some issue comes up that makes them hate the house or oh, just yeah. lost all their equity in the home. So Absolutely. Well, you know, the whole thing there is is issues will come up. Um, you know, an issue that's going to come up in three years, if it's going to be a big, 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 big problem, there, there should be some signs that that's coming. Sure. There might not always be, but if it's structurally related, if it's a roof issue, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the times, you, you know, You'll, you'll kind of be able to predict that. That being wall, said, right? we're not supposed to predict anything. A home inspection is, is a timestamp. Yep. You know, it's what was going on for that three hours we were there. You mm -hmm. know, what would, and, and so you do have to report things very carefully. You know, I can say going back to like the roof thing, right? The architectural thing. Some roofs are just not designed very well. Okay. I would never put in a report, this roof is not designed well. It's going to be a problem for you. Right. But what I can say and what I feel comfortable saying is this particular style or this intersection of this roof and this wall might be a high probability leak area. Asterisk, consult the roofing professional right. to inspect and blah, Basically, blah, blah. and you say in so many words, you know, I don't see an issue today, but I highly recommend, I wouldn't say highly, but I recommend... You have, you know, periodic inspections mm -hmm. of the roof, you know, to prevent a problem in the future, right? So just, you know, something yeah. like that. And and I've forewarned them. I've done my job. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, basically just putting this wild blanket statement out there mm -hmm. that says like, this roof could leak at any point in any time. <laughs> you know, I don't like that. I, I know that's kind of how some things go, you know, um, well, the homeowners, they're hiring you to protect their asset Absolutely. and their investment. Yeah. And at the same time, you got to protect yourself. You so do. you got to yeah, say the do. right things and let them know that mm -hmm. I've, this is my assessment. This is what you need to do with it. From there, it's in your hands. Yeah. I'm out of here. Well, Thank and that's you. where being thorough, like you can be thorough without scaring people off. You can be thorough, document everything. You know, I probably like you, I don't remember much from, from yesterday. You know, I did an inspection yesterday. And if I like revisit the report, I'll remember everything. Sure. But right now... So I couldn't tell call, you. If you were to call you and ask you, it'd take you a minute. Be like, well, hold on. Let me, yeah, let me I got to pull it up. But then once I pull it up, I kind of remember the whole house from start to uh -huh. finish, you know. But that's why it's important to document everything, even if it doesn't seem like a big deal. Uh -huh. We document conditions as we find them. And we, we basically, you know, try to know enough to say, be careful of this going forward. Keep an eye on that going forward without saying, you know, this is going to be a major problem. Because major problems can be avoided. Uh, what's the saying, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure or something like that. Like oh, that, yeah, yeah. It, it, it applies so heavily to, to homes and, and specifically like what we do. Right. You know, that's it really your role. does. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. So uh, I've been on several home inspections in the summertime where the inspector says, well, I can peek into the attic, but there's no way I'm getting up there. Hmm. It's just too hot. Oh, do you guys have safety or security measures so we actually get up there and can inspect it? Yeah, um, we'll always get up. I've never not entered an attic because it was too hot. 
Um, well, just get up there and open up one of the ducks and just cool it down, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to just do it. I, I kind of think of it as like we've all chosen to live here and, and we've at this point chosen to do this work and a big part of it occurs in an attic. Uh-huh. Um, the attic is, is rough. You got to just, you got to put on a mask. You drink some water before you go in. You drink some water when you come out. Take 10 minutes afterwards. If you, I've come out of attics and, and felt like I was just about to just fall over, yeah. you know. But I got up there. I saw what I needed to see. I documented it, and I, and I survived. You got to do it. You got to get up there. Yep, it's a necessity. It really is, yeah. So whenever an inspector comes to me and says, well, it's it's middle of July. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I can peek, but I'm not getting up there. It's kind of a turnoff because now i got to get someone else to come out there anyway. So mm-hmm. it's good that you guys do the full service, and you get a full snapshot of everything, and not just the things that are easily accessible at the moment. So. No, yeah, no, the, the the, the biggest deficiencies, so to speak, are often found where people look the least. Yeah, right? it makes sense. It's funny yeah. the way that works, Basements, but it makes sense. attics, roofs, yeah, under sinks. <laughs> you know, people aren't under there every day. Um, since you are a newish company, I mean, you've got yeah. all the experience in the world to, yeah. to perform all this stuff. You've got two inspectors now. Are you looking to kind of expand on that and get some more people working with yeah. you? Yeah, kind of, we're always kind of looking at... Um, we're, we're getting better at doing things like tracking trends, you know, and, and, and market share and things like that mm-hmm. to try to get an idea of how much work are we doing compared to how much work is going on. And so following that, we're, we're getting busier and busier, which means we're, we're kind of getting, a, you know, more and more market share. And, and um, our, our goal has always been to not really ever react um, you know, not say, okay, we're, we're starting to turn for it. You got to be ready. Yeah. You know, we'll turn down an inspection before we'll send an inspector out. That's maybe not ready to be on their own. Oh, absolutely. If, you know, if, if someone kind of just comes out of the inspector, you know, program, you know, so to speak, and they just got their license, that means they're a licensed home inspector. That in my mind doesn't always mean they're ready to go out there and start doing inspections. I'm so glad you said that we had a conversation just on our last episode in, it was a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how the real estate licensing doesn't yeah. prepare you for a career. It exactly. prepares you to protect yourself yeah. from lawsuits and liabilities. Right. But as far as exercising and practicing the, in the field of real estate, mm-hmm. you're clueless. You need that help. Oh, so totally. Yeah. For people, I know there's people listening because this is going to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. And someone might be searching how to become a home inspector. Yeah. Let's hear some advice from you to someone that's maybe just got licensed or thinking about it. What mm-hmm. would you recommend them to do to start? Great question. Um, so, and there's, maybe there's two answers. Um, one is, so how do you become a home inspector? You need, to, I, I would say that um, just, you just need to get your license. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, you can do an online course, um, like the school I teach at, which I will, I feel so bad about not remembering what that abbreviation <laughs> stands for. I just know it as the abbreviation, but um, a school like that's good. Um, but kind of get that done, you know, kind of quickly mm-hmm. and try to, you know, get with, get with a program or an, ins- um, you know, another inspector that can get the 30 parallels done kind of quickly, because you just got to get out there. You got to start really working. You're not, you'll, you'll learn a lot becoming a home inspector. You'll learn how to be a home inspector by doing the work. Sure. And that probably is just like anything else. So does Brown and co offer what we would call a mentorship program to where you would help them with those 30 parallels to get them started? Yeah, we would. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I have a guy that, that I'm going to probably, he's in the very, very early stages of this. The best um, kind. Yeah, exactly. It really is where I basically told him, you know, we'll, we'll probably cut him a pretty sweet deal on the 30 parallels. If, um, at the end of it, if we're prepared to take on, you know, a new guy, if he kind of, you know, 
in so many words, promises to come, sure. you know, work with us. And it's, that'd be a good way to kind of filter out some, um, filter out some inspectors too, because after doing 30 transactions, oh, I call it transactions, but 30 yeah. inspections, you yeah. get a pretty good idea if they're going to work or not. It's a lot of time to spend with someone. You get yeah. to know them. And, and once people get, they're at their best at first, you know, but once they start to get comfortable, <laughs> you really start to see who someone is yep. and, you know, good people come in all shapes and sizes. Our, our thing is we just want, uh, I can teach technical knowledge, but I can't teach personality and attitude. And that is, it is so far That's the core of it. It, it, in this industry. I mean, this is a service industry. I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we're working with people. We're handling emotions, high emotions, um, on both sides, you know, agents got everything at stake too. You know, we can't mm -hmm. be out there just kind of winging it in kind of a grumpy mood. You know, and turning people off to what would be a good home because we're having an off day. It's like that just can never happen. <laughs> so when I'm bringing on new agents here and mm -hmm. we're going through the training process too, one thing I try to just embed deep into their skulls, we're not salesmen. We're not no. selling a product. We're, sell yeah. we're selling a service, yeah. but we're providing that. And we're humans at the core. So mm -hmm. be yourself, be true, be honest. And everything else is going to come easy for you. Exactly. You know, the work's easy. It's just being yourself is the hard part. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yep. And it's, it's nice to see that you're on the similar uh, wavelength as far as that goes. Yeah. Well, um, I guess the only question I have less left for you is mm -hmm. what's your plan with the company? Are you guys looking to expand to some huge nationwide size? I don't think so. You just want to keep it local here in Arizona? Yeah, we want to keep it local here. Um, and, and we don't want to be the biggest. We a lot of responsibility in that. Yeah, it's just too much. And that's just not the goal at all. You know, and I, I would say we want to be the best, but even it's like, how do you even measure that? I guess I just, you know, our goal is to be like tight, you know, well-oiled machine, uh, very focused and just very, very good at what we do. Be able to offer a lot of services confidently, you know, make sure you know, we just started doing uh, mold testing, you know, went through a lot of training with that hours and hours and hours of researching what pumps to buy, you know, um, just not winging it, you know, everything's thought out, uh, everything's planned, sure. hiring, you know, inspectors with a lot of potential with the right attitude and just being the go-to for agents that also kind of share our mindset. I have a question. This is more for me. I don't know if the people that are listening might care. <laughs> Who carries the risk on this? So you hire an inspector. Yeah. It's on you, isn't it? Yeah. So our insurance, so I, I, you know, I pay for the insurance and then, mm -hmm. and then any inspector that works under us is, is also protected, you know, by our insurance. The board's a different story. The board of technical right. registration. If, if somebody complained for some reason, mm -hmm. Whoever that might be, a buyer, seller, anybody in between, agent, you know, and they 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 make a complaint to the board of technical registration. That inspector is kind of on their own. Um, I would do everything I can to support them, however they would need that, and I would hope that through proper training and the you know kind of the report software template that I've put together, there's very little room for error. Um, but um, yeah, I mean they they you know every inspector. Um, kind of has to fend for themselves to a degree if it ever gets that far, but we've never had that happen. And, um, is this wood knock on wood? I, I don't <laughs> foresee it. Uh, yeah. Fake wood knock on fake wood. I don't <laughs> think it's ever going to happen. I mean, if, if I can help it. Right. Well, what that boils down to, and the point I was trying to make is that you care. It's your responsibility to make sure that these people are doing the right thing and mm -hmm. they're being successful. So and that they're it, in the right position. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a lot of owners and companies that kind of stay hands off and they just say, go make me money. Mm. Whereas we can't do that. We have to be in involved in basically everything that happens and making sure that everyone's yeah. happy and they're doing their job the right way. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's the whole go and, and, and that they're making money. 
Yeah. You know, they chose this industry. People come to this industry from you name it, you know, um, electricians, electricians. Yeah. I worked with a guy that was a a lawyer. I worked with a guy that was an architect. Yeah. And they just kind of, you know, get, you know, was this the retirement plan or something close to retirement, you know, semi-retirement, but they just, for whatever reason, kind of got just fed up with that environment. And, you know, home inspectors is a cool gig. You know, you're out there driving kind of stress though, right? It, it, yeah, for me, I, I don't, I don't think for like just an inspector, I mean, I'm, you know, when I was out there just doing inspections, I thought it was stressful, but now I realize like, it's actually just pretty much perfect. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the perfect job. Well, it sounds you like know. you found your perfect role, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you and your wife. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are doing great. I'm happy to see you guys, you know, growing and expanding. Hopefully we can get some more people to work with you Yeah. and excited to see where you go in the next year or two and how we can help you out with your business. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so one thing I'd like to do, do you, <laughs> I know your wife handles all the social media. She do you want to plug anything in there real quick on your channels? Do you have an Instagram and all that? Yeah. Yeah, so the Instagram, I know that it's just at Brown and Co. I think it's at Brown and Co. or at Brown and Co. Homes. I'm, so, I, <laughs> I'm sure they could find it is, by searching. Yeah. That. Well, can we like add things to the, uh, you know, we're like little th- notes? We're gonna throw it in the thumbnail. Well, yes, in the, the description. Thumbnail, yeah. I wanna, I wanna add all our info, and I'm gonna plug the school. Um, I feel so bad about that. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, all the information is gonna be there for people. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're able to get a glimpse into who you are as a person. This yeah. isn't supposed to be perfect. So good. Yeah. So thanks for coming in. And uh, make sure that if you guys are listening, uh, make sure you're plugged in. You know, like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, follow Brown & Co. Home ins- or Property Inspections. And kind of get a feel for what we're doing over here. And if you ever need anything, here's your people. Mm-hmm. Awesome to be here. So really well, cool. hope to have you again, really Mr. Fun. Jim. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back. Just let me know. Right on. Thank All you. All right.